morning, everybody. My name's Mark. I allegedly attend the 9 o'clock service, but I'm just not here very often. So it's good to see you all. Um, I was reminded the other day of a, a preacher who was standing at the doorway as the church service ended. And somebody came up to him and said, thank you for the wonderful sermon this morning. And he said, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. And she said, no, it wasn't that good. <laughs> so if you do get anything from the service this morning, it's from the Lord. And if you don't, it's me. <laughs> it's really interesting. Brian last week was preaching um, on the, the, the penultimate ser sermon uh, from this series. And he talked about the three main areas of religious, religious devotion being prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and focused on the almsgiving piece. And, um, and, and really the attitude we should have to them, which was that they should be done privately. And um, I just wonder how many of us uh, have a satisfactory private prayer life. You know, for, for almost 20 years, I was, I was in an organization called Youth for the Mission. I was the national director here. We've been missionaries in Kazakhstan. It was like, you know, we were, we were prayed for in our church. And when we, when we left YWAM, we moved to America for a while. And I remember being in America and going out into the, the backyard, as they have there, rather than the garden, and uh, sitting there thinking, oh gosh, I should pray. And I've been praying all my life, really. And, and my work involved lots of prayer. I was praying for people, praying for things, um, in prayer meetings a lot. And I sat there, and it felt like nothing. And it was a real shock to me. I was like, you know, outside of the context of my work, which happened to be missions, outside of the context of my work, there just wasn't much there. And I remember going to, going to one of the local churches and asking one of the pastors to meet with them. And, and during those two years, began to rebuild a relationship with God. And, and the reason I tell that story isn't, is really only to say that sometimes in our Christian walk, um, we get to the point where things have just become routine and not real and relational. And, and that was my experience. And um, I remember a few years ago, I went to see uh, a spiritual director. If you're as unspiritual, you need a spiritual director. So I went to see an unspiritual, not an unspiritual director, I went to see a spiritual director and, uh, and said to him, now, how do I know when I've prayed enough because, you know, there's all this, all this uh, pressure to, you know, pray without ceasing, pray every day, pray for everything, pray for this, that, and the other. And it's how do you know when you've prayed enough? And, uh, and he said something very wise. He said, um, you'll just know. He says, but if, if you're struggling, he said, I suggest you <clears throat> just say the Lord's Prayer. He said, just say it three times a day. Say it at morning, say it at lunchtime, say it in the evening. And, uh, and just say the Lord's Prayer. And I hadn't realized that this great evangelical leader had actually become a Catholic, so I was expecting him to then suggest the Hail Mary's next. But so, so I went away, and, uh, and I just literally recited the Lord's Prayer. And it was amazing, because saying the Lord's Prayer can become something we just do by rote. So we're going to say it later in the service today before communion. And it's one of those, one of those prayers that we just all know. And what I found was that by sitting still and saying the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, 
And suddenly, instead of it just being by rote, I, w- I felt like I was in the presence of God. And those, that, that one prayer became a framework to be in relationship with God, to, to pray to God, to hear from God, um, and to have that relationship with God um, that prayer enables us to do. I, growing up, I had a, had a bit of a difficult relationship with the Lord's Prayer because although my parents were brethren, they sent me to a Catholic school. Now, that's cruel. And um, so I was at the Catholic school, and, and the punishment that the nuns and the teachers used to impose on us was we had to go and kneel in the corner and recite the Lord's Prayer until we behaved. So, um, so growing up, the Lord's Prayer was a bit of an odd uh, thing to have. I don't think you can do that in schools nowadays, but that just shows my age. Um, but the Lord's Prayer was a punishment, and in particular teachers, the punishment would be that you had to do it in Latin. Um, so I didn't have a good start with the Lord's Prayer, but it's, uh, it's become something that is a real means of grace and a means of prayer for me. In the Jewish tradition, um, they pray three times a day. And that's the context in which Jesus was talking to the disciples, was from his tradition and from his answering their questions of when we pray, how should we pray? The three prayers of the Jewish tradition, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's the Shahiret, uh, which is the prayers of dawn, the Minah, which are named after the flower offering that accompanies sacrifice, that's the afternoon prayer, and then the evening prayer um, was the Mariv, which is the bringing of night. And it's really interesting. So Jesus would have grown up in that tradition of having three times of prayer a day. Um, In the daily office for the Church of England, the common book of prayer, there are set times of prayer. Where I work at the moment, Waverley Abbey, we have a a new monastic order called the Order of the Mustard Seed. We're on the site where the Cistercians started the first monastery in the UK. Um, And they have seven offices of prayer where they stop seven times a day um, for matins, prime, terse, sext, nun, vespers, and compline. Um, so you can see that Jesus was in the context of a, a rhythm of prayer. They prayed three times a day. Um, the Church of England has its offices of the day through the Book of Common Prayer, and monastic traditions have set times of prayer. I was reading just this last week that Um, the age group in the UK that are most likely to pray most often are 18 to 35-year-olds. That was a bit of a shock to me. 18 to 35-year-olds are the most most likely uh, to pray. The least likely to pray are the 50-year-olds and over. And that was was the converse of what I was expecting to see. And, and I think that, you know, we've seen this huge spike in, uh, particularly through COVID and post-COVID, this huge increase in the um, search for prayers on the internet. Uh, one of the organizations I worked for was the Museum of the Bible in DC, and we have a vast room about the size of this church, which is where we collect all the data from every Bible app and every uh, Bible website in real time and we can show people live what Bible verses are being searched for, which ones are being read, what apps are being used, what, what prayers are being used, etc. And the two most searched for things, the most used things in the world, are Psalm 23 and the Lord's Prayer. Um, 
During COVID, the number of people searching for the Lord's Prayer doubled consistently uh, for the first six months. And I think there's something about the Lord's Prayer that people know there's a prayer that's known as the Lord's Prayer and it's something they're drawn to and something they can use um, for their personal spiritual walk. Let's just look a little bit at the Lord's Prayer and what it does. This is, this is a prayer that was um, used by Jesus to teach the disciples to pray and, and it has two real elements to it. One is, one is the focus on God and who God is, what his attributes are and what your position should be towards God. And then the second is looking at your, your petitions, your needs, dealing with your sin, uh, dealing with those issues of your day. And it's really interesting that it took that form because the, the Jewish prayers were, sim- were the same. Um, they started with <clears throat> honoring God, worshiping God, um, putting, in some ways in their minds, putting God in the place that he should be. And then secondly, looking at their own hearts. You know, forgive us our sins, give us our daily bread, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. And it's that, it's that personal peace that comes in. And I, I don't know where you're at with your prayer life, but um, I, think, I think we all get to the place where our prayer life has become um, something of a routine. Um, sometimes it's just become a list of things. You know, you pray for your auntie's gout, or you pray for uh, your grandchildren's or children's exams that they're facing, or you pray for your daily needs. And it just becomes a bit of a shopping list kind of exercise. Or you go to a prayer meeting and you pray for the missionaries, you pray for the Bible to get into places, you pray for them, um, for the evangelists to succeed. Um, and, and they become a, just a place where their prayers of just petition. I just want to talk to us this morning about the fact that prayer isn't just about petition. And the Lord's Prayer, I think, is a really helpful tool to enable us to stop and get into relationship with God. Use it as a time to, you know, like it says in the scripture, to to go away, find a quiet place, a private place, and just use the Lord's Prayer to to help you still your mind, to help you begin to address God in the right way, and begin to think through those things that 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 prayer says. And I think that you will find it a means of grace. You'll find it a means of coming into a deeper relationship with God. And you'll find it as a great framework for your own prayers. It's interesting at Waverly Abbey, we've just gone into this partnership with 24-7 prayer. And 24-7 prayer, they pray. So suddenly we've, we've got this uh, you know, CWR, which I work at, uh, and the CEO at Waverley Abbey, and we've kind of joined forces, and we've got the kind of these prayer warriors uh, living in the house, working with us, <clears throat> and, it's, and it's really interesting to uh, see the change in dynamic um, when you're in a place where there is constant prayer. You know, our, the site we're at, the Waverley Abbey, was built 900 years ago, built as a place of prayer primarily, but also a place for education and um, an engagement with the local community. And you know, prayer does change things. It changes the atmosphere, but it also changes what you do and how you do it. 
I often find when I pray that, um, you know, I'm going into a meeting, I've got a very clear agenda, here's what we're going to do, and then we pray, and things change. And I think we need to get to the point where prayer becomes more than uh, routine, more than petition, and just becomes a really genuine time where we can spend time with Jesus, and where we can hear from him, and act accordingly. Yeah, when I first joined YWAM, it was, um, it's, kind of, it's a bit of a crazy organization. I don't know if you know YWAM. Um, but I joined, it was a long, long time ago. And it was literally, you know, they used to teach you, all you've got to do is hear from God and obey him. And everything else is going to be all right. And it was kind of wild. So, you know, young 20s, join these kind of Jesus freaks and, uh, and sit around with other Jesus freaks praying and saying, God, you know, what are you saying to us? What should we do? And then, you know, in my early 20s, I ended up spending six months living in a slum in India. And I'm thinking, did I really hear from God? <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that, those kind of times, the reason I tell that story is, is that, you know, we, a lot of us have just lost that, uh, that radicalness where we're just willing to stop, be with God, be in prayer, hear from God. And I'm not saying you should call us all to live in the slums of India. It was quite a relief to come back, but, but it is a, um, it's, that, it's being in that position where we genuinely have time to spend with God in prayer and can hear from him. And the Lord's Prayer, I just want to advocate to you, is, is a brilliant way of enabling us to do that. So my challenge to us this week, and, and back to myself as well, is that <clears throat> find time Find a place and use the Lord's Prayer to come into God's presence, to hear about his love for you, to understand what he's calling you to do, what he's asking of you. And, and I believe it really will be a means of grace for you in your relationship with Jesus. Let's just take a moment now and just, just be quiet and... I don't think the words can come up, but, but just, just think of the words that you're familiar with from the Lord's Prayer, and yeah, I'll call you back in a minute.